You're listening to the Bonfire Podcast, fanning the flames of the gospel to the ends of the world. Come on, let's dive into the Word. Well, welcome on into the Bonfire Podcast, everyone. We are glad that you are joining us for a uh, special edition. This is our Christmas Eve release. Um, it's also our last podcast of 2020. And so um, if you're a first-time listener and you happen to be catching this, we are so glad that you're here. Um, and we want to ask you to just stay around and listen for a little bit. Maybe go back and check out some of our other episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, to please uh, subscribe and to follow uh, the the Phone Fire Ministries podcast uh, because we have more content that will be coming your way that hopefully you'll get some benefit off of. For all of our listeners that have been with us this year, because uh, this is our, our first a year uh, that we've been doing this, we want to thank you uh, for continuing to stick with us and to listen. And we hope that we've been a blessing to you. Um, and uh, we, we hope to bring you more uh, as we get into 2021. And that's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Well, Dad, uh, it's hard to believe we made it to Christmas, yeah. right? That's I mean, right. Uh, there was a, a time, I think, earlier in the year that I believe just about everyone would have thought, will we make it to Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about in some of those peak days of the early pandemic uh, that was going on, there was a lot of fear, there was a lot of unknown, a lot yeah. of uncertainty, and um, I, I would just feel like there was probably many of our listeners out there that like, I'm not so sure that we're going to make it to Christmas, but we've made it. Uh, we have. Yeah. And so uh, I'm, I'm thankful that we're here. It's hard to believe uh, that we're already coming to the end of 2020. I can't, can't say that I'm I'm sad about that. I'm, I'm ready to see this year behind us and us mm-hmm. to move on to to a new year. But it, it is something. Um, it's something to to to, uh, to think about. Um, well, with that being said, we're recording this actually on Wednesday, uh, right here before uh, Thanksgiving. Sorry. Uh, excuse me, uh, right before Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to be releasing this um, on Christmas Eve afternoon. So if you're listening to this on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, a Merry Christmas to you. And uh, we hope that you got all your your shopping and all the things done that you need to do to be prepared. Uh, and hopefully you're taking some time to spend with uh, your friends and your family mm-hmm. um, and just uh, celebrating this this season. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, Dad, you got all your, your shopping done? Are you... Oh, man, I tell you, it feels great to have every bit of the shopping done. However, I still have wrapping to do. Oh, okay, still have wrapping to do. Well, I am one of those that still have a little bit of shopping to do that I need to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, unfortunately, I guess, become a, a tradition in, in my house that uh, my daughter and I go out on Christmas Eve and uh, buy the last couple things that we need. And so we'll be venturing out uh, tomorrow to try and get a couple things uh, to, to finish us up. So, Well, it might not be too crowded because, you know, more people are shopping online. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that, that's true. So we'll see how many people are out and about uh, tomorrow. Well, Dad, when we think about uh, Christmas, you know, there's all kinds of uh, traditions and, and, you know, things that we hold close to us around this time of year. Um what what would if I asked you what's your favorite tra- tradition Christmas tradition what would you say it is? Oh, <clears throat> I would say, hmm. I mean, I like about everything at Christmas. Now, when it comes to church, my favorite tradition is getting to have the outdoor drama, the Bethlehem Walk. Hmm. But when it comes to family, the favorite tradition is just having uh, you and your wife and little granddaughter to come over to the house and and other close friends and sit at the table and share a meal with us. Yeah, I like the gifts, but I like the togetherness even more. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I love I love that part. Um, I love the fact that we, of course, read the Christmas story. That's always good. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's uh, that's a favorite of mine, and we haven't been able to do it in the last couple of years uh, just because of the age of my daughter being young, but I love the Christmas Eve service that oh, we have. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a, a late 11.15 uh, p.m. service on Christmas Eve um, that's a candlelight service uh, at our church, and so um, that that's that's a very special service. I've, I've always enjoyed that, and uh I think that's one of my my favorite trend, uh, traditions of Christmas. Uh, what about uh, Christmas Carol? Uh, what would you say? Do you have a favorite? Yeah, um, it'd kind of be a toss up between Joy to the World and Silent Night. Maybe Joy to the World. Joy to the World. Yes, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, I, I think uh, my favorite's probably Oh Holy Night. I, oh yeah, I like that. And mm-hmm. I like the David Phelps version. I mean, I feel like that that is the the best version. Yeah. And so. Uh, David, if you're listening, uh, give us a call. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he, he definitely is, is probably the best uh, vocalist I've ever heard sing that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, in modern, uh, more modern, modern times, uh, of course, Mary, Did You Know, uh, yeah. written by Mark Lowry back in the early 90s. Um, you know, that that's just an amazing song that's stuck around for, for uh, the last little bit. It's it's so hard to write a new Christmas song and then it to stick. And he managed to do that. So, And what's amazing to me about that song is the cross-the-board appeal that it has. I mean, you can listen to about just about any kind of station, even secular station, and hear a secular artist sing that song. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. I was actually listening to uh, Mark Lowry's uh, YouTube uh, channel, uh, the other day, he comes on and does YouTube lives, and uh, they were, he was talking about Mary Did You Know, and uh, he, he said that there's a disco version of Mary Did You uh-huh. Know. Uh, there's also a heavy metal version of Mary Did You Know. Oh, my And goodness. so, yeah, you're right. It's got a broad spectrum. Um, it's been redone in, in multiple different genres and mm-hmm. different sec, uh, sectors of the music industry. So uh, just a great, uh, a great song altogether. All well, um, you know, as we're uh, nearing Christmas, um, you know, there's all these things that we like to talk about, our, our traditions, our songs, and all these things, but it, you have to sit there and, 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 and think about, you know, of course, what is the real meaning of, of the season? And we, mm-hmm. we say that, you know, know the reason of the season is the nice rhyme mm-hmm. that everyone likes to say. And, and um, of course, for those of you who are uh, believers like us, you know, the reason of the season is Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. that, that, that's the whole whole reason. It's not Santa Claus. It's not light. It's not presents. It's all about Jesus. Um, and Dad, as I was preparing for what we we're going to be talking about today, I was watching a, a video, and um, it was of a reporter out on the streets of Tokyo, downtown Tokyo, mm-hmm. Japan. And they were going around and they were asking people, uh, what was Christmas about? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, you know, people were given di- different answers. But the one that stuck out in my mind is he went up to this young lady and, and asked her, what, what is the meaning of Christmas or what is Christmas about? And she kind of looked puzzled at him. And then she says, I don't know. Is that the day that Jesus died? Now, yeah. while she was uh, incorrect uh, technically in her answer, there's a lot of truth uh, in her answer mm-hmm. um, because, um, you know, Jesus was born to die. Mm-hmm. And that statement, Jesus is born, was born to die, is kind of what stuck in my head uh, this week as I was thinking about what we were going to talk about. There's so many ways. You've, you've been preaching for how many years, Dad, is it? Uh, let's see. I started when I was 19 as uh, just uh, a preacher going around different churches. Uh, so I'm 60, 41 years. 41 years. So mm-hmm. you've had 41 Christmases that you've had to, to prepare messages for. And so... 
you know, it's always uh, it's always difficult to, to figure out, you know, what is the new way to approach Christmas? And, and, you know, today and tonight, I'll go ahead and give our audience a heads up. We've got one sheet of notes here that we're going to kind of talk through, and we're just going to see where it goes. And, and uh, you know, what stuck out to me is that Jesus was born to die. Right. And that's a pretty fundamental or transforming a statement that Jesus was born to die. And what I find interesting about uh, Jesus coming to this earth is that his purpose uh, was known even before he, he got here. Mm-hmm. Because the angels, uh, the angel who spoke to Joseph all the way back in Matthew uh, 1, verse 21, said that, you know, Jesus was going to be born, his name would be Jesus, and that he would come to save our sins. Right. So his his purpose was known even before he got here. Oh, yeah. Uh, that he was coming to be our Savior, that he was coming to take away our sins or to save us from our sins. And so, um, you know, when I think about that statement, I got to thinking about sin and Christmas and sin go go together as well. I mean, people don't want to think about it that way, but it does. Mm-hmm. Um because Christmas is really about sin. It's about mm-hmm. the the solution to sin, our sin problem. Right. The Bible tells us that we're all um, that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's Romans three twenty three, and uh, so we had a sin problem. Mm-hmm. And God, in all of His infinite wisdom, decided uh, that He was going to create a solution to that sin problem by sending His Son to be the Savior uh, of us. And I find that just amazing. Uh, that that's that's how uh, he chose to remedy uh, our sin problem was to send his son to be born as a baby in, in mm-hmm. a in a small town in the middle of a manger uh, is just such an unlikely um, occurrence. But it's amazing that that's what happened. You know, Matt, I I just thought about this as you were talking. Um, you know, one of the the primary colors that we think about when we think about Christmas is red. You know, everybody at my church, uh, a few Sundays starts before Christmas. They start wearing their Christmas clothes, and the primary color all the women are wearing is red. What a perfect color, because red makes me think about the blood that was shed, Mm. and Jesus' blood uh, to wash away our sins. That was the antidote for our sin. Uh, That was the price that he paid uh, to forgive us of our sins was the shedding of his blood, and that's the color of blood. And so what an appropriate color for Christmas. Uh, That's that's a a wonderful thought. You know, I never really Mm -hmm. uh, thought of it that way. So we had the sin problem, you know, and and uh, that all of us had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And and the Bible also tells us that that our sin it separates us from God, and that the wages of sin is death. And so uh, all of humanity uh, had this curse that started all the way back at, at Adam and Eve in the in the garden, and had been hanging over our head through all of time. And then God decides to to place the Savior in the world that's going to remedy that for us. Um, and that is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's just a, an amazing fact that we were bound uh, for hell and death and destruction, but yet God stepped in uh, in time and he sent his son to be the savior of our world. And when we think about how he did this, um, I was thinking about scripture that goes along with this, and I thought about Philippians uh, chapter 2. Sometimes people refer to this as the theology of Christmas, um, and it's uh, verses 5 uh, through Uh, verse, um, I believe, 11 here. So I'm going to read that to us. It says, Let this mind be with you, 
uh, each also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to death on the cross. Mm-hmm. That was the way that God chose to to solve our sin issue was to send His Son in human flesh. He came to be just like us. Mm-hmm. Um, he He took on a body just like you and I. He lived and He breathed and He ate just like you and I. Mm-hmm. And He faced uh, uh, trials and temptations just like you and I. Right. He came so that He could. Uh, that he could identify with us and that we could identify with him mm-hmm. and give us an example of what holiness looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's a, just amazing to think about here's God, the son of God, Jesus. And he, he decides that he's going to step through glory. He's going to take off his royal robes and put on the cloak of humanity. Mm-hmm. And he's going to come to our earth uh, to live among us and to be like us and ultimately to take our penalty of sin. Mm-hmm. That as we were talking uh, before we got started, you mentioned the, a story about, uh, that that you you heard about, and I was going to get you to share that with the listeners and yeah, how it kind of yeah. relates here. Right back in uh, 1959, John Howard Griffith, excuse me, John Howard Griffin, he changed himself from a white man to a black man, and he was feeling that he could never understand the plight of blacks unless he became one. So he darkened his skin with oral medication sun lamp treatments and stains and then he traveled through the south and the results were unbelievable he received treatments that were almost inhuman there were vehicles which he was not allowed to ride there were restaurants in which he couldn't eat there were hotels where he couldn't sleep there were restrooms that he couldn't use he was persecuted slighted and cheated uh griffin wrote about his treatment in his book black like me Well, folks, just like John Howard Griffin changed his appearance to identify with the black man in his plight, Jesus changed his outward form to that of a man, to that of a lowly servant, so that he could fully identify with us as human beings. And, of course, he didn't just come to identify with us. I think you've already alluded to it as we've already talked about what he did. He came to this world to die for us. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. The end of Philippians uh, verse 8 talks about he was obedient even to death uh, and death on the cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jesus was born to die. Uh, that, mm-hmm. That's his purpose of coming. That's right. And uh, just a great illustration there, Dad, of how uh, he came so that he could identify with us, and again, that we could identify with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, th- I think about, as we were talking before in an earlier podcast, if Jesus had come as he was supposed to, if he had come with riches and royalty and all of these things, how hard that would be for someone like me, who's just a common everyday person, to get to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing could be said. If he didn't come to earth and, and <clears throat> be like us and be of us, mm-hmm. it would be so hard for us to identify with that. But he came and he lived and he died. Uh, and he was rose again for us. And that's just, uh, again, an amazing part. And it's all part of Christmas. We, we mm-hmm. tend to put that off and just think about, you know, the manger and the shepherds and the wise men. But really, uh, the Christmas story is you have to look at it from beginning all the way to the end. And, and the end was ultimately the reason why he came. So he was obedient uh, to death, even death on the cross, which was a terrible 
death. But when I got to thinking about death um, and Jesus' death on the cross, Dad, I, I, some other verses popped in my mind, and I went uh, to Romans uh, 5, verses 8 through 11. You know, Romans is, is my favorite book of the Bible, and and so I want to share that with our listeners here because I feel like it it's part of the Christmas story, even though we typically mm. don't think of it. Um, but God demonstrated his love uh, toward us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our own Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. And so when I begin to think about Jesus' death, um, there's things that are offered to us through Christ's death. Mm-hmm. And uh, this verse uh, tells us two of those things. The first one that it says is that we are justified uh, through his death. And the you know the doctrine of justification is very complex, um, but I like to just you know think of it in this simple form. Justification is what frees a believer from the penalty of sin, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the the term justification dates back all the way to uh, when there was a market and they would uh, buy and trade things on scales, and there was a standard that would be put on the scale, um, and then they would put the good that they were trying to purchase, and it would have to justify or equal out, mm-hmm. and ultimately that's what happens with us. We have um, a righteous, holy standard, which is God, and and that is there, and then it's put up against the weight of us. Mm -hmm. And with us alone, we can never get those to justify. Mm -hmm. But when God came into this world and he took upon our sin, then he writes those scales and justifies it for us. He takes away the the sin debt that we have and makes us uh, in a right standing with God. You know, when a person is justified, then they appear before God just as if they never sinned. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I, like, I like that way of saying it as well. So we're justified. The, the second thing that this verse tells us that we are is reconciled. And, uh, you know, reconciliation is, is just a wonderful thing. It's That's what brings a believer back into a unified position or relationship with God. Uh, the verse talks about, you know, when we are sinners um, and before Jesus came, uh, he, all of humanity was at a, was at enemy with God. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we were fighting. We were there was backbiting. There was just this uh, nastiness. And even in sinners today, that's the way that life is is for them. But once uh, Jesus comes in and, and and you accept the work on the cross and and put your faith and trust in Him and repent from your sins, then you are reconciled to God. Mm-hmm. And that basically takes uh, you know we like to use the hand uh, method. I see you do this all throughout my life. You mm-hmm. talk about on one hand is you, the other hand is God, and when you clap those together and those fingers intertwine, you know, that's the way that God intended us to be, is mm-hmm. um, God and man together, reconciled mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And Jesus' death on the cross allows for that reconciliation right. coming together. That's exactly right. And then um, the next thing that I see that's offered through Christ's death is, of course, eternal life. And so everyone knows the, the famous verse, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that mm-hmm. whoever uh, believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so those three things are the things that stick stick out to me when I think about Christmas. I think mm-hmm. about, you know, Jesus came, uh, yes, uh, to this earth, and he was born at Christmas, but he was born to die. Mm-hmm. And through his death, we are given justification, reconciliation, and ultimately eternal life. Hey, Matt, and, and wrapping up, I want to include a few more thoughts on uh, the cradle and the cross. Uh, the shadow of the cross fell on the manger, to be sure, 
Certain details of the birth of Christ speak of his death and his burial. For instance, the fact that he was born in a stable where animals were kept and had as his first visitor shepherds who took care of the sheep that were to be offered as sacrifices at the temple suggests that Jesus was born to be the Lamb of God, the Lamb, that all of the lambs laid on Levitical altars during the Old Testament represented and pointed to the supreme sacrifice that would end all sacrifice. Years later, when John the Baptist saw Jesus coming up to him, he said, Behold the Lamb of God, who comes to take away the sins of the world. You know, folks, Jesus Christ was born to take our place and experience the penalty for sin that we deserve, which is death. As you've already alluded to, and just kind of wrapping this up, Jesus was born to die. It is hard to believe that the tiny babe asleep on the hay would become the bloody sacrifice on the cross. Besides the death of Jesus being brought to mind by the place that he was born and by his first visitors, his burial was also symbolized in the strips of cloth in which he was wrapped. Following the death of Jesus, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 27, and Joseph took the body and wrapped it in clean linen cloth. You know, I think about this here at the end of Jesus's life, as his body was taken down from a cross after he had paid the penalty for our sins and was crucified, that the person that took him down from the cross and wrapped his body in clean linen cloth was a man named Joseph. And of course, we know his name to be Joseph of Arimathea. He was a rich man who became a disciple of Jesus, a follower of Jesus. Really, he was a secret disciple. Hardly nobody knew that he was a Christian until Jesus died. And then he stepped out and he publicly identified and admitted that he was a follower of Jesus by doing this kind deed for Jesus. And he wrapped Jesus's body in cloth. But you think about this at the end of his life, his body was wrapped in cloth by a man named Joseph at the very beginning of his earthly of his earthly life ministry you might say when he was born i believe that the person that wrapped his body with the clean linen cloth that Joseph and Mary had for him probably had to be Joseph because here Mary was just had a baby and more than likely he was the one that took that baby from her womb and washed baby Jesus and wrapped his body in that clean wine that clean linen cloth that they had reserved for him and then placed him in Mary's arms isn't that something Besides the cloth that Jesus was wrapped in, another allusion to his burial is found in the place Jesus was born. Most scholars believe that Jesus was born in a cave, a cave that served as a a stable, a place where animals were kept. Justin Martyr, one of the leaders of the church in the second century, stated that this was so. And toward the middle of the fourth century, the emperor Constantine caused a church to be built over a Bethlehem cave believed to be the site of Jesus' birth. Now, if Jesus was indeed born in a cave, as tradition holds, then you have to see the symbolism and how the cave in which he was born points to the tomb in which his body was placed. Now, Folks, that's, that's important to see all of this about how all of this is. There were things in his birth that related to his death and his burial. Well, Dad, based on all of that, it's 
it should be fairly evident for anyone to see that the shadow of the cross fell on the cradle, uh, you know, the night that, that Jesus was born, mm-hmm. because he certainly was born to die. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason that he came to this earth was to to come, to, to live, and to take our place um, as the penalty for sin uh, so that we could be free and that we could be uh, saved and, and mm-hmm. have eternal life. And so, you know, this uh, year as you're gathering together with your families um, and you're celebrating the Christmas season and maybe you're you're looking at that nativity scene that you have set up in your uh, in your house or you're getting ready to maybe to go put it away mm-hmm. and you, you pick up that little manger scene, think about uh, that, yes, this Christmas season is about his birth, mm-hmm. um, but really the Christmas season is about the end of the story. Right. Uh, and the end yeah. of the story is that he went to the cross and he died for our sins. Uh, so again, that we could be free and that mm-hmm. we could be set be set free from our sins. And so, you know, if you were listening today and, and uh, you are a believer and mm-hmm. you know this and you you're, you're listening and saying right on, amen. Uh, well, think about those that you're going to be gathering with um, in your house that maybe don't know uh, this fact. And why don't mm-hmm. you share that with them uh, this year? I can't think of any greater gift that you can give to anyone than to share the love of Jesus with them uh, mm-hmm. and to let them know that he came. That's the whole reason why we're here and celebrating is because he came, right. but he came to die. That's right. Uh, he came to die for you and he came to die for me. And then if you are listening and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I'd like to extend an invitation to you to place your faith and your trust in in Jesus and what he did for you by coming to this earth and dying for your sins uh, and and repent from your sins and turn away from those and uh, profess your faith in Jesus Christ and become saved today. I can't think of a better gift that you can give yourself than to accept the free gift that was given to you so many years ago when mm-hmm. Jesus came to this earth and ultimately paid the penalty for our sins. And so uh, please do that. Um, and and uh, just think about um, what, what he did and how far he came. And he did it all for you. Mm-hmm. And he did it all for me. It, it right. still amazes me, Dad, that he would come do that for a whole bunch of nobodies like us. But, mm-hmm. uh, but he did it anyway. That's right. And so... Well, we uh, from Bonefire Ministries want to wish all of our listeners a very uh, Merry Christmas. We hope that you have uh, a Happy New Year. Uh, Just to give you a quick update about what our schedule is going to look like as we move into uh, 2021, we're going to take um, a couple weeks off, and we will be coming back to you with the next episode on January 10th. Mm -hmm. It'll be releasing at our our typical 8 o'clock release time uh, there on that Sunday and um, in terms of a series, what are we going to be doing? We're actually going to be continuing um, kind of a play of words off of this uh, series that we're in right now. So we're right now in the Coming King, Lamb of Bethlehem series. Today was the last uh, episode of that. And we're going to be moving into Coming King, uh, the Lion of Judah mm-hmm. uh, series And when we get into 2021. So I want you to come back and listen uh, to what we have prepared for you um, in that series. And we think that you'll enjoy it and hopefully it will be a blessing to your heart. Uh, Dad, if you would, pray us out of here. Sure. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to let you know we love you. We're glad that you love us for sure, Lord. And thank you for loving us so much that you gave us the greatest gift of all. You sent your only begotten Son, Jesus, to this world, a gift that was wrapped and laid in a cradle, uh, which was uh, an old manger. He came He humbled himself to become like us, to know us, that we might get to know him. Uh, Lord, we have a Savior today 
that has identified with us, that knows the plight, what we're going through. And there's a lot of people going through a lot of things right now, our Heavenly Father, with the, the pandemic, the isolation, uh, the uh, the pain, the suffering that they've experienced uh, this year. Lord, perhaps many that have suffered through this COVID-19 or seen loved ones suffer and die. Uh, Lord, Jesus experienced that, that pain, that isolation, that rejection uh, that men experience. You can feel for us because you identified with us. And Lord, thank you that you did more than identify for us. Uh, Jesus came to do something that we couldn't do for ourselves. That was to offer himself up as a penalty, to pay the penalty for our sin that we might be forgiven and go free if we but put our trust and believe in him and and turn away from our sins to serve him. And Lord, I pray that there will be people that have not done that, that will make the decision to turn from their sin and receive Jesus as Lord and Savior when they hear this podcast. And Lord, then they can receive the greatest gift of all the gift of jesus who could be born in them so god we pray that you would just use this podcast for your glory and it's in jesus name we pray amen thank you for listening to this episode of the bonfire podcast we encourage you to subscribe wherever you stream your podcast content also be sure to rate us on itunes and facebook so that others will know about the podcast if you have a question that you'd like to see us address on an episode feel free to email us at bonefireministries at gmail.com